I always like one of the first things I teach people in Twitter is to look at your profile and make sure that it's compelling. It really paints the picture of who you are and what you do. Welcome to It's All Journalism. I'm Michael O'Connell with another podcast about digital journalism. This time around, we're talking about social media and in particular, Twitter. On Skype with me today is Madeline Sklar, a web designer, entrepreneur, and social media coach. She was an early adopter of Twitter and is the host of the Twitter Smarter podcast. Every Thursday, she hosts Twitter Smarter, a chat on Twitter. So welcome, Madeline. Thank you, Michael. I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of It's All Journalism. I just love that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, as a, you're a fellow podcaster, but you're also uh, somebody in social media. I thought that it's nice, it's nice to get people who in who aren't quote unquote journalists, but who can come in and offer a different perspective about some of the, the tools that we use. And, and we're all asking questions about how we can do social media better. And, and you seem like somebody who knew a lot that I, that I thought, you know, I bet she'd be, she'd be a great person to talk to. So, um, now you've been at, at this a while, and I guess you started out with music. So can you sort of tell us how you came to be the Twitter person that you are? Sure. Well, I got really involved with social media about 10 years ago, back in the MySpace days. Do you remember MySpace, yeah. that crazy <laughs> that crazy social media site? A lot of us learned, it was kind of like, uh, you know, where we were riding the bike with the training wheels. We were learning social media through that site. And I was in the music business, so I was helping lots of musicians work their social media, which was primarily MySpace or a few other sites, but using it to build their fan base and using it to sell music. And it was a great way to learn like what works and what doesn't work. And then after that, it was Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter. And then of course, you know, today there's, there's just so many different social networks out there. I've always been attracted to Twitter. I, I really like Twitter. Of course, we all love Facebook. But really what Facebook is great for is to connect with family and friends. It's not so much a place to go and connect with business people. You know, that's what LinkedIn is for. But Twitter is the best place to me, is the best place to go and connect with people in business, to go connect with people who can help your career, who can help you connect with other people. You know, you got Twitter chats, which are great for connecting with like-minded people. So I've just been so in love with Twitter. It's just something that I've really attached to. Now, I do coach and counsel businesses with social media, with all different types of social media, whatever type of help. Um, I'm all about learning, and I'm always looking at what's new, what's cutting edge. There's a new one now called Blab. Have you heard of Blab? Yeah, yeah as a matter of fact, uh, I'm setting up an interview with somebody from Blab, uh, and I know somebody who actually does Blab a lot, and uh, he actually has several different Blabs that he does, uh, which is um, live video. Live Is it live video or live audio? Live, it's live streaming video. Yeah. And so, you know, first it was Meerkat and Periscope, which were launched earlier this year, and now Blab, which I feel like is taking Periscope and putting it on steroids because now you can have four people 
basically in the, in a room and have amazing conversations and have the chat room. So it's taking all of, all of these elements that we, we got with these other sites. But the interesting thing is that live streaming has actually been around for quite a few years. There's Ustream, Livestream, mm-hmm. and Justin TV. So there has been live streaming. But it hasn't really been mainstream. And so now that we've got Meerkat and Periscope, people have really gravitated to this. I'm sure you've noticed um, they've, they've really exploded. And because Periscope is owned by Twitter, it seems like that one, you know, Meerkat came out first. Right. But Periscope came out a few months later. And because it's owned by Twitter, it's really winning the race. And now with Blab, I'm seeing people stopping their periscopes and running over to blab because it's an incredible way to connect with your audience. That's interesting because we just had a a periscope podcast and talking about sort of the strengths of that. And already with blab, we've got something else that is sort of taking it to the next next step. And that just seems to be the way that a lot of these social media platforms go. Now, what do you see are, are the strengths of Twitter? I think the strengths of Twitter are the capabilities to connect with amazing people, like connect with people that you're not going to connect with on Facebook and maybe not even on LinkedIn. And so let's say, for example, you want to connect with, you know, an industry leader that, um, you know, is somebody that could be great for an interview. If you go try on Facebook, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. And LinkedIn, you might. But it depends on if they're paying attention to their messages, their notifications. A lot of people turn them off. Um, so that might not work. But if they're on Twitter, you can reach out to them so easily just by replying to a tweet and just having conversation, doing a retweet, doing a favorite. That will get you on the radar. So. I see that as being a a major strength because for myself personally, I've connected with amazing people like Gary Vaynerchuk. You know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Yeah. So he's this, you know, of course, amazing author, written three books on social media. He has this huge social media agency. He's always talking about how he wants to buy the Jets um, football team. It's, It's a lot of fun. He's following me on Twitter. He doesn't follow very many people. He has over a million followers, so a lot of people connect with him on there. He doesn't follow very many people back, but but he has reached out to me. He's following me. That wouldn't happen anywhere else. So that's pretty amazing. So I see so many pluses with using Twitter to connect with people. So I have just used it to... Uh, have amazing conversations with industry leaders. I have a Twitter tips podcast. I know we're going to talk about that more, but, but starting my podcast, I have used Twitter to, if I didn't already know the person I'm interviewing and I didn't personally know that many of them, I connected with them all on Twitter yeah, well, and got their attention. And, and this interview itself was actually started by, you know, I reached out to you on Twitter uh, because you because you seem to live there, and that was the easiest place to catch you. Right. Um, it, it sort of circle back to to one of the things you you were talking about LinkedIn and business. I know that you know I we had some uh, while back we had a uh, somebody from LinkedIn, and, and we have a couple of people come in to talk about wink LinkedIn and, and sort of the advantages of it. And one of the things that they were trying to get journalists involved in was you know that you know once you got to the the second level of it that you could start you know digging in and trying to find experts that way but you can still do that sort of from from Facebook find a lot of people or pardon me from 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 Twitter find a lot of people who are experts in your fields and what's nice about 
you know, approaching them this way rather than, say, an email, uh, although I think email is important in this process, um, but uh, rather than email or, or a cold phone call is, I mean, they can look at your, your profile and figure out who you are and, and whether you're a serious person or just, you know, they can ignore you or they can respond to you. Um, I found that it's, it's a great, for us, it's been a great way to sort of reach out and find guests uh, because, you, you know, you can see people who are involved in conversations that you're part of and you check that, check out their profile and, and see who they're following and, and who's following them and see some of their tweets and say, oh yeah, this, this person seems to know a lot about X and, you know, I should, I should reach out to them. So it, it's a great place to try to, you know, find sources, you know, possible interviews, things like that, uh, that could, it can help you do your, do, do your journalism. And you know what's really important, and, and you're making such a great point with this, you're, you're looking at their profile, it's speaking to you because you're reading their bio, you're, you're learning about like who they are, what they do, and it's so important for people to have an amazing bio because so many times people will have a bio that maybe is one lines or two lines, it doesn't say anything about what they really do in business. Right. Um, Sometimes people are just trying to be silly and, and they don't take it seriously and you may not know that, hey, they, they do something that you're interested in or they run some big company. So I always like one of the first things I teach people in Twitter is to look at your profile and make sure that it's compelling. It really paints the picture of who you are and what you do. Yeah. And, and yeah, because that, that's your, you know, once you made that tweet and you don't know who's going to follow want to follow you or who's going to just, you know, see your name on a comment and then check it out. And, and you want to, you want to put a good face out there, sort of represent yourself. And it's especially important if you're, you know, you're a journalist and you're working for a news outlet and you have to use, you know, your Twitter to, as sort of your way to engage, uh, uh, readers, you know, if you, they put your your Twitter Twitter handle on your stories, you know, you're you're sort of inviting people to follow you or to make com- or send comments to you. So it's, it's it's really important that you you know you have sort of you know take it very seriously and be, be you know cre- create a very professional you know platform so so people can see who you are. Exactly. So. Now, uh, well, I was just going to ask you what's what. What are, what are some good tips for what you can do in your profile? I mean, there's not a lot of room, I and mean, we're going to talk about the fact that a, a tweet is 140 characters. But what can you do in in a profile that that you might not think of at first? Well, you, you know, your profile needs to be really compelling. I mean, that is so important to you know look at how you're portraying yourself to, you know, how other people are seeing you and go, I always tell people, go look at other Twitter profiles and see what speaks to you. Like what, what grabs your attention? Is it the big header image that they're doing something really cool and unique that maybe you could do something similar? Having a really good headshot for your profile image is so important. Many times what people will do is have a photo that's too far away. So, you know, when you're on their page is a decent size, but when you're actually on your phone looking at tweets or even looking on your computer, it shrinks it down really, really small and it can be hard to make out who you're actually looking at. You know, who is this person? Sometimes there's a logo. It's okay if it's a a business account, but for your personal branding, you really want to make it so that people can recognize you. So if you are at a conference or an event you should be recognized based on the profile picture that's on all of your social media. Yeah, and, and that's another thing is is 
You know, one of the things we talk about sometimes on the podcast is the idea of brand, you know, branding yourself, sort of creating this identity. Not that it's a false identity, but it's, you know, how you want to be represented uh, when you know, when pe- when you're not being looked at like eye to eye when when people come upon you on you know on the website that you're at uh, on your Twitter account on your Facebook page how, you know when you when you relieve a response or you reach out to to somebody you know what image are you sending out there it's very important you know you want to be taken seriously um, but then on the other hand you know one of the things they talk about you know I've been in conversations with with journalists who are very successful in social media and. You know, the way they do their tweets, the way they sort of engage their audience, you know, it, it, they, they they sort of strike this balance between, you know, the news stories they're covering, the comments they, they make, and, and sort of, you know, they'll talk about, you know, oh, yeah, I went to the you know, the fall festival last weekend and here's some pictures. And, and then the next Monday they're, they're you know, at covering town hall or something. And so it, it's a degree of, you know, Opening up the window a little bit and letting people see who you are, um, you know, I think that's kind of really kind of important as well. It really is. I mean, I, I'm always stressing the importance of that with everybody that I work with. So, you know, you're de- definitely hitting the mark on that. Okay. Well, now, now, how did you come up with this idea for this podcast? You, well, first talk about it a little bit. You know, what what is it? What is it you're trying to do? What format is it in? You know, sure. Okay. Well, I have so I have a, a really cool podcast. I call it Twitter Smarter, and because basically I'm trying to make everybody a little bit smarter when it comes to Twitter, and is Twitter tips. My tagline is Twitter tips from the pros because my idea was to go and interview other social media experts that are doing a great job on Twitter. So I've interviewed people like Kim Gars. And Mark Schaefer and and um, just a whole host of you know top leading social media experts. And Maury Smith is one. You know, Maury Smith is like the top Facebook expert. And so I I wanted them to talk about what are their best Twitter tips. That's the question I ask every guest. What are your best Twitter tips? I keep it short, simple, to the point, no fluff. Just give us the good stuff. And so they share their tips, and then I ask them what are their favorite tools. Like what tools help them use Twitter better. And so the response has been tremendous. People love it. It's just been a fun way for me to get this great information out there. I, I put it out in iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So it's very easy to access. Okay. And then you also do this weekly uh, Twitter chat. And, and how is that? You know, what are you doing there? Right. So my thought was to have a Twitter chat to complement the podcast. The podcast was launched on June 1st and the response was tremendous. I wasn't expecting it. I, I thought it would take some time. You know, I've done podcasting before. So I thought it would take a little bit of time, build up some momentum. People just gravitated to it because there's nothing else like, like this out there. That's specifically Twitter tips. So my plan was to start a Twitter chat to go with it. I ended up starting it. July 30th. So very quickly I started the chat and people absolutely love it. I'm getting a lot of business people, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of social media 
managers that are a little bit younger that are wanting to learn more tips. So it's just been a lot of fun doing this. It's every Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern. And I w- it would love for you to come on and join us and sure. for your listeners as well. I think they would get a lot out of it with the tips. So what are what are some of the the things that they, they, they talk about? What are some of the tips that they that you that you've had that come out of this? you can share with us? Well, we talk about all different areas of marketing um, on Twitter. This most recent one, I had um, Nicole Miller from Buffer, and Buffer is a really great app. And she came on to talk about how to delight and surprise your your audience and, and customers. And it was mostly talking about doing fun and cool things. It wasn't so much Twitter tips. This one was a little different than what we usually do because Buffer is a big company. They like to send out gifts to their customers and they make a lot of connections through their Twitter. So it was just kind of a, a unique, interesting way to uh, have a chat. But most times the chats are about something a little bit more specific that has to do with with marketing yourself on Twitter. And people just love it. They just come on here and they think it's really cool. And it's, there's, you know, not only is there not a podcast like this, there's no other Twitter chats like this. There's a lot of generic ones, but not something specifically like let's talk about how to better use Twitter. What are some Twitter tips? Um, another recent topic was building your personal brand. And that was really popular. Like how can you use Twitter to build your brand? Um, and then we've talked about Twitter chats, like actually have a Twitter chat talking about tips on, on using Twitter chats and social listening and things like that, social selling. Uh, we just come up with topics every week. I bring on guests, typically guests that have been on the podcast. I've been doing that, but also I'm finding other people that are worthy of being a guest and having them come on. And most times I will have them pick a topic um, because many times it'll be something that they're the expert in or something that's close to home for them. And it just makes for a lot of fun. So you mentioned uh, social listening. What What is that? What is the difference than other type of listening? So social listening is when you are using your social media. Like an example with Twitter is to be paying attention to what's being said. And an example is I love to use Hootsuite for that. I'll use Buffer for scheduling my tweets. Hootsuite is another app that you can use for scheduling, but I prefer to use it to listen. And so I have put together Twitter lists and lists are just a great way to organize and keep tabs on different people. So for instance, I'll have one that's people that come on the Twitter chat every week. I'll have a list of those people. So I can just at any time go in the list and see what's being said. So that's how I'm listening, doing my social listening. And then I'll have a list for people I've interviewed for my podcast. And since is primarily, you know, experts in the field of, of social media. It's always nice going into that list and looking to see what are they talking about? What are they tweeting? And then from that, I usually find good articles that I can go and share. I might find something they're saying that I could retweet or even in a conversation I could go jump into. Now, are you making those lists out of just you're, – you're making them out of peop, people that you follow or, or that maybe you're experts in particular fields or maybe – can, can you do them out of – can you make lists out of uh, hashtags? 
You can make a list out of profiles. So these can be people, businesses. You don't necessarily have to follow them. And that's something that's really cool when it comes to lists because, you know, typically you'll go and follow, 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 right? And then you hope people follow back. People don't always follow back. But when you're going and creating a list, it's a way for you to hone in on a specific group of people. So when you log into your Twitter, let's say you're on on your browser, on your computer, you log into Twitter and it brings up the homepage. And so the homepage is, is the news feed. It's just like the equivalent of your Facebook news feed. And those are going to be tweets from all the people you follow. And it if you follow a lot of people like I do, it's going to be a lot to look at. And so the lists are a way to hone in on just a very specific group of people. So I have a list of, of my regulars on the Twitter chat. I have a list of, um, of uh, let's see. I mean, you know, you can come up with anything and you can call it anything you want. So because I live in Houston, I have one specifically of Houston business professionals, like people that I follow that are here in the Houston area. Um, I also have a list called friends. And the great thing about it is your choice is for this to be public or private. So I have plenty of lists, like my friends lists that are private because it's for my eyes only. These are like the people I want to look at at any, at any time and see what's being said. What are they chatting about on Twitter? And it's just for me. But then there are ones I do that are public. Now, being that I am a curator of information, this is a way for me to curate through the list. So I have a list called social media smarties. And what I did is I put together a list of top social media people on Twitter. And because it's public, when I add them to this list, they'll get a notification. So it's kind of cool to get a notification saying Madeline Sklar added you to her social media smarties list. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a unique way where I can get on their radar by putting them in a list and having a cool, unique name for the list, but also is serving a purpose as well for me to have a place where I can go look and see what are they talking about on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, early on in our podcast, we had a, we did an interview with uh, Nina Diamond, who's a journalist, and she's she is a huge advocate of lists. And what she does is she has like a whole range of, of personal interests, but she also has professional interests where she, you know, say it's, you know, she, she follows, she creates a list and she creates a list of all of these, um, you know, uh, weathermen or reporters around the world. So who, who report on the, on the weather. So if there's a, um, like there's a hurricane coming on, uh, you know, she'll, she'll go to that list and then she can follow all the tweets of the people who are, who are covering that and, or that story, or, or if she knows that there, you know, she'll, she'll have maybe a list of, of, uh, you know, uh, Reporters who work in the Washington D.C. area who cover the Capitol or something. There's there's something big going on in, in Washington D.C. She'll open up that list and she'll sort of get because you know journalists are really good at um, you know feeding the the Twitter stream with, with with stories that they're working on, but then they'll they'll also share comments and and they'll share share other stories. So it's a way to sort of curate that that specific type of content under under a. Uh, a, a particular topic, and you can do that with you know whoever your followers are. If you're if you're following you know City Hall, you you follow all of the 
you know, the major players in in that realm and maybe some of the journalists who, who also cover City Hall that you're doing and, and create a list out of that. And it's a way for you to, you know, again, curate that, sort of concentrate on that and sort of help you stay on top of the stories that are going on that you should be. Uh, exactly. And that example you gave is a brilliant way of using this as a journalist where you're keeping tabs on something very specific. You don't have to follow, like you don't have to click the follow button to like, actually right. follow them on Twitter, you just put them into the list and use that to curate a, a really specified list for you to help you with your business. Um, since I'm like one of the Twitter marketing experts, I have a list of a lot of different Twitter. Twitter has lots of different profiles, which is really interesting. Like, I mean, it's not just at Twitter. I mean, they've got Twitter small business, they got a safety, they got privacy, they got all these different ones. I put together a list and it's just for my eyes only. It's not a public list, Uh but of all these different Twitter, Twitter accounts. And that way I use this every morning when I get up, I go and I look and see what is Twitter talking about? Like every aspect of Twitter, what's going on, what's new, what's the latest. So then I can go and share this with my followers because they're expecting to know from me what's new, what's happening with Twitter. Yeah. And that's a way for you to sort of channel that. And then people follow you because they see you as a source for this, for this information. So you make yourself right. an expert by sort of leveraging the power of all these resources that are out there. You're sort of curating that content and, and you know, sharing it out. And so then you become sort of a target for people to follow. Exactly. So what now, what is something that, that most people, I would say most people, that a lot of people make, you know, mistakes about on, on Twitter. What, are there common mistakes? Oh, there's so many, Michael. It's so sad. Okay, here's like one of the biggest ones. And uh, my colleagues and I are constantly telling people to stop doing this. They'll When they sign up for Twitter, so many times they'll go set up an auto DM. So, so a DM is a direct message. And I'm sure you get plenty of them. I get plenty of them where people... You know, they follow you, and as soon as you follow them back, next thing you know, they send you a direct message, and they're, like, promoting them. Like, you don't know them, and they're promoting themselves. They're like, hey, why don't you also go over to my Facebook and go like me and go over to my LinkedIn and follow me and go buy my my uh, my course and go buy this and that, and you don't even know them. Now, we look at Twitter as the cocktail party. I mean, I think that's a really great way of looking at Twitter. It's a, it's a big cocktail party. You can go meet so many amazing people if you put yourself out there. But if I were to see you at a cocktail party and I go and I introduce myself, you don't know me. I don't know you. You're not going to like sit here and say, well, Madeline, I want you to go buy this. I want you to go buy that. You know, that's what people are doing with their direct messages. They're just pushing this this stuff on you like selling like hardcore selling yeah it, it, people it, need to stop they need to stop doing that it's a really bad tactic yeah yeah people yeah i like that metaphor of it as a as a cocktail party because you don't even really think about it because you know you got to imagine how you're going to be you know how do you want to be uh, approached uh, in, in you know in, in Twitter how you know how would you want to be approached in a in a in a cocktail party in a personal situation and and you know people are people going to block you or unfriend you pretty quickly is there anything else that, that that people do a lot of that they shouldn't be doing well i think what people should do more of is engage okay. i'm always stressing the importance of engaging so many times i'll see people on twitter they'll they'll follow me they'll 
retweet something or favorite something. So that prompts me to go look at their Twitter and I'll go look at their Twitter feed and they haven't tweeted for days, maybe even a week. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand. What are they trying to do here? Like, You've got to tweet. You've got to engage. You've got to just get yourself out there. Just like the cocktail party, you got to put yourself out there. If you don't, then people won't know about you. So it's important to, you know, when somebody follows me or they like or read, you know, retweet, they do something on, on my Twitter, if they're not engaging with other people and they're not tweeting and they're not sharing information, it, it makes me not really interested in following them. Yeah. You know, so if you want people to follow you, put out really good engaging tweets that will draw people in so that if you were to follow me, favorite, retweet, do something to to me that that's going to prompt me to go look at your twig. Okay, well, who is this Michael? Let me go see what is he all about. And I see that you are active on here. You're tweeting regularly and you're having engaging conversation. That makes me more interested in connecting with you. So I think people should focus a little bit more of their energy on tweeting and, and engaging with people. I think it's really important. Well, okay. I'm Twitter shy. What What is it? You know, how do I, how do I dive in? What, oh, what I should can I be tell doing? You, here's what will break being Twitter shy. And so many people do come to me with this. The best thing to do is go join a Twitter chat because a Twitter chat is an amazing way to connect with like-minded people because a Twitter chat is going to have some kind of topic or some kind of, um, um, thing to it that that's going to draw you in. So you look at mine, mine, you know, is called Twitter smarter and we share, I, my tagline is connect, learn and share Twitter tips. So that draws a lot of people in. So it does get a lot of shy people to come check it out. And it does get people to come over that are not very active on Twitter, but through this, they see that Twitter is cool and it's fun and it's a great way to meet other people. So many people have told me that once they've gotten onto one of my Twitter chats, and, I, and I've hosted other Twitter chats, that once they come on, it gets them more comfortable so that they're not so shy with using it and that they make all of these instant connections with other people that have similar interests. So if you're interested in learning more about Twitter and Twitter tips, so are a whole bunch of other people that come on this chat every week with me. So you already have something in common with people. And then from there, you'll make connections with a group of people like from that, like a subset. I've been on plenty of Twitter chats where I'll have side conversations with other people. So here's an example. There's a really great Twitter chat I like. It's primarily talking about social media. It's called Media Chat. It's every Thursday evening. And I've gone on there and just from watching the tweets, you know, listening to the conversation, I've met some really cool people. The very first time I went on there, I just started tweeting with a few other people. So we're still doing the hashtag of the of the media chat, but then we start this little side conversation and it was like four of us and we were getting to know each other while we're on the chat. So it was like this little subset group within the chat. That happens very frequently. And so sometimes you'll find yourself having these little conversations like that where you're getting to know people really, really well. Next thing you know, you're collaborating with them. You're, you're becoming friends with them, talking to them on the phone. You just never know where that will lead. I mean, I've made amazing converse, uh, amazing connections with people 
while I'm on Twitter chats. It's amazing. You're using social media to be social. Exactly. Isn't that funny? It's like, that's what social media is to be social. And it's amazing how many people are, are so shy. And, and listen, I'm an introvert by nature. People are always surprised when I say that. And I say, I really am. I'm, I'm pretty shy. You put me in a big room full of people in person. If I don't know anybody, then I'm probably going to kind of be in the corner just watching and listening and, and trying to work up the nerve to add myself to the conversation. When I'm on a Twitter chat, and this is, I mean, I, I don't know if this is common for everybody, but for me, I feel more confident, but it's also something I'm interested in. You know, I'm interested on with Twitter chats that are about social media or a Twitter chat that's music business related or, you know, something that interests me. And then I'm, you know, if you're at a conference or an event and it's something you're interested in, then, you know, if you're a shy person, you might not be as shy because, you know, you know about this topic, you know about this, this thing and that, you know, that you're sharing with all these other people. So that's kind of how I look at these Twitter chats is, you know, finding these common interests. And it was really interesting. Um, one of my podcast interviews, we talked about Twitter chats, and he made this really great comment. He says, Twitter chats, when you're a regular on a Twitter chat, it becomes like cheers, and it's like like being Norm on cheers. You know, everybody knows your name. You show up, Norm. You know, it, it can really be like that just by finding that right tribe of people that you connect with every week. Yeah. You say something about, about conferences that reminds me of the conferences that I went over or that I went to this year that one of the nice things about it is, is sort of the build up to it. You know, once they create the hashtag and they start, people start, you know, saying, well, who's going to be there? When can we meet up? And then when you go to the conference, you know, if you go to the hashtag there, you, you can meet somebody for lunch or you could, you know, find out about what, what, discussion you're you're missing that you might be really interested in and it is it's sort of a way to 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 help you you know meet people but but also have them help to to enrich what your experience when when you're at some event or covering some event and that's another thing when i i in the past when i've let's take it back to to journalism when it, when i've gone to cover events or conferences or, or things i'll tweet out things that are that somebody says at, at at a speech and you know somebody will comment on that and you know maybe we'll we'll actually meet afterwards and we'll talk or you know if, if somebody is there at the the conference and says something and i see that maybe they're a source i'll go over and i'll talk to them and the other thing is you know if you're covering you know a live event you know, you see who is who is commenting about it. Maybe you need some somebody to to get a quote about what they what they thought of a particular event, you know, of the event that you're at, and you you could touch base with them and use them as a source for for whatever sort of story or coverage that you're putting in there. It's sort of and, and you know, going to event. I, I've been to uh, political debates where they create a a hashtag, and you know. You're, you're, as you're covering the uh, the event, you'll make comments in the hashtag, and then people who aren't there can comment to you and ask questions that maybe you can ask uh, the candidates after the debate. So it's a way to sort of, you know, sort of expand your experience, expand the experience of the people who are following you uh, when you're covering an event or sharing an event with with someone else. Absolutely, live tweeting at a conference or an event is. A great way to connect with people, and, and here's um, an interesting story with that. So several years back, I was at a tech conference, and 
I was, you know, listening to one of the panels. It was a really big ballroom, with lots and lots of people. And I was following the hashtag, which is what I'm typically going to be doing. I'll be listening to what's being said up on the stage. But I have my iPhone in my hand. I am watching the hashtag like crazy and looking at the conversation. And I remember there was a journalist there and he was, you know, live tweeting what was being said from the panelists. And I was too. And I tweeted him and I said, hey. I would love to meet you after this panel. I'm in the room too. And he said, oh, well, I'm on, you know, the left side, third row, you know, (laughs) towards the end. So I look over, so I see exactly where he's at. I've never met him before, but he was covering it for a publication that I, I really liked, admired, respected. So I thought this will be a great opportunity to make a connection. So as soon, and, and here's what's funny. Other people followed my lead. And so by the time that panel was over, five of us went over to him and we're all giving him our business card. We're talking to him. And what he ended up doing is about an hour later, he did a really quick blog post and mentioned all of us like he was, you know, listening in on this panel. Here's what's being talked about. And then here are these five people I met. Here's what they do. Here's a link. It was really cool that, you know, just from paying attention, during a live chat. Now, here's another thing too. Okay, so we'll two two more things to this because this is a great topic to talk about, Michael. I love talking about live tweeting. So whenever there's a conference or event, always find out from the event organizers what is the official hashtag. And it's really important to find out because many times people will make up their own. You know, usually it'll be the name of the conference and maybe the year or maybe instead of 2015, they'll just do 15. Sometimes people will just take take all of that and just mash up their own. You want to find out what's the official that the conference is telling everybody to use because that's where the bulk of the people are going to be. So you always want to find that out. And here's another tip on that. Today, most of these events and conferences are pretty savvy and they are giving out an official hashtag. If they don't have an official one, then why don't you suggest one to them and kind of like take the lead and like, hey, I'm going to be tweeting and I'm going to use this hashtag and, you know, kind of be that that leader and that, that person because at that conference, everybody's going to be looking at you. It's a great way to get like really noticed. The other thing, if there's a conference or an event and you cannot attend, find out what the official hashtag is And if you're available and you have some free time sitting at your desk or with your phone, go see what people are talking about. You can still jump into the conversation. You can still see what's being said, what's going on. You can throw your two cents. I've had people, number one, think I was at the conference I was not at because I was following, I was paying attention to the conversation via a hashtag and people thought I was there because I was chatting along with them and I've actually done business with people. I connected. There was one conference a few years ago. I couldn't go to in New York because the timing was off, but I made sure that day, it was like a day long event. I made sure I made time that day to be at my computer watching the hashtag and paying attention and there was a guy I wanted to reach out to that I've been trying to reach out to that like the head, a CEO of a big, big company. And he was one of the panelists and I got his attention through the hashtag and was able to connect with him. I was so thrilled and I wasn't even there. So there's always opportunity. You don't have to be at an event. Just 
pay attention to the hashtag and still use it to connect with people. Yeah, and the other the other great thing about that is you get to leverage the followers of uh, the other people who are following your the hashtag. Is that exactly you know, as they share it out that they see they see who who you are and, and you sort of become you know your participation in it is is a way to sort of spread who you know reach out and meet other people just just by you know making comments and 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 following a particular hashtag you know I, when i was at the the online news association conference we did a presentation there and in the middle of it somebody was asking us questions and we we're like okay well we're going to have the uh, we'll have a link up after after this uh you can just go to our twitter account and that that's where the the link will be so we tweeted that out that link out when we were done um there were people who came up to me and and uh, they didn't have cards, but I, I was like, well, okay, well, what's your Twitter address? And I followed them. So, I, uh, you know, that was a way for me to very quickly know who they were and be able to contact with them with, without having to, you know, write things down or exchange cards or everything. So just little, right. even little things of, of, of helping your, your ability to, to reach out and connect to other people. Just it, it's really useful in that way that you don't always think about. Exactly. And what I see more and more are people using Twitter lists so that when they're um, following a hashtag at a conference or an event and they, whoever is using the hashtag, they'll put you in a list for that. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, the, um, you know, insert hashtag here, you know, you know, and, and I've been added to so many of these lists because simply just by me contributing to the conversation, yeah. even though I wasn't there. So that's a great way to, you know, because people are going to look at these lists and use that to connect with you and follow you and see what you're up to on Twitter. So there are so many ways of utilizing Twitter to your benefit. So before we wrap up, I, I wanted to touch on uh, on just using other pieces of media in Twitter. We we, we talked a little bit about um, Blab and and uh, Periscope and Meerkat, but you know, is it you know? I think the the general consensus is if you can work photos and video and in, into your your your, your tweets, that's a good thing generally. Um, is that yes. sort of your take? Absolutely. You know, studies have shown that if you have a photo in your tweet that you get way more engagement from it, you get way more attention with it. So it's really important to put a photo in as much as you can when you're tweeting. And then for video, here's something that a lot of people don't realize. And I think it's because Twitter, you know, like whenever there's something new with Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, it's usually those experts that let us know, right? Because Right. These these companies are not very good about letting us know something's new sometimes, but not that often. So with Twitter, usually it takes a really long time for people to realize, oh, there's this new thing, but it's not really new anymore. It's been around a long time. So I'm trying to step up and be that person to share, you know, as soon as something is new with Twitter that everybody hears about it. Earlier this year, I believe it was the end of January, Twitter had this new added this new feature where you could put up to 30 seconds of video from a tweet right on your phone. So if you had an iPhone, it was first the iPhone, then they added Android. So when you're using your phone and, and you are putting a photo with your tweet, you can actually tap the button and then instead of the camera, it'll be a video camera. It'll show a video camera and you have to hold it down and, and then it lets you make a video up to 30 seconds. And it's a really neat way to utilize video, what I've seen people do, and Gary Vaynerchuk has been very big with this, say that somebody follows you and you're like, oh, you know, instead of like tweeting and say, oh, thank you for following, 
Instead, take your phone, point it at you, hold down the button, the video button, and make a little quick video saying, hey, so-and-so, thank you so much for following me. I, I can't wait to get to know you better. And so your customer service is so much better now because it's like, wow, I wasn't expecting a video from a real person responding to me. So it's a really neat feature that's really underutilized. And then just recently, they added the ability for us to do the video from our desktop computer. So it's not limited to just our mobile devices. We can actually do it from our computer now. So it's just a neat little feature um, that most people don't even realize is available. And if you just want to take your customer service to a new level, it's just a nice way to personalize some interaction. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I just any any new opportunities to 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 sort of reach out to people and and share content. Content, you know, whenever you can share content, whether it's a photo, you know, sometimes I'll we'll 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 send out with uh, at work here. We'll send out like a graph, you know, a, a real which is like a, a nice meaty piece of of. Uh, uh, visual things to, for people to look at to sort of, you know, if you're talking about a story, you include a graph in, in the tweet to sort of say, hey, here's this sort of, you know, uh, nugget of information that, that sort of, you know, inspires people to come to your story. And it's just one way for us to, right. to try to push people to our content. Well, this is this has been really fascinating and fun. And while we were talking, I uh, I tweeted out our, uh, a picture of... Uh, uh, of our audio <laughs> being recorded, <laughs> so because to to promote because it's all about about promotion and sharing and and, and meeting new people and letting people know what you're you're gonna do. So yes. So how can people find you? I, I imagine you're probably on Twitter somewhere. Gosh, I think probably Twitter now. I'm just joking. Yeah, Twitter is like the place because I do like you said earlier. I do live on there. I love Twitter. I think it's such a great tool for for connecting with people so if people want to reach out to me i say number one that's the best place at madeline sklar and then the next place would be my website madelinesklar.com i have a unique name so luckily the way to find me is just through my name you'll find me on every site yeah, and, and the uh, the other thing is is we'll put you on our. We do have a, a Twitter list. We we uh, every uh, guest that we have who has a Twitter account, which is just about all of them, but there are a couple that don't. We'll put you on that list, and people can find you there. Find out about your podcast, which is on Thursdays. Is that when it is? The, no, no the, the Twitter chat is on chat. Thursdays, every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. So that's the hashtag Twitter Smarter. And I always find the easiest way that I like to tell people, especially the new people that that are not used to being on a Twitter chat, is to use this. It's a free site. It's called TweetChat.com. And if you go there, it's so cool because you just put in the, the hashtag, and you can do this for any Twitter chat. And then all of a sudden, all the tweets will just pop up during the live chat. And you can just sit there and just watch. You can be a lurker and just watch. But it also has a box at the top and you can actually type in the tweets. And the one thing I do want to mention, because for people that are new to Twitter chats, this is like the biggest mistake people make and they don't even realize it at first. A, a Twitter chat is all about revolving around a hashtag. So basically at Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern, we're all going to gather around on Twitter, whether it's on our phones, our, our iPads, our computers, whatever device, and we're going to all look at the hashtag, Twitter Smarter. <laughs> and that's where the conversation is. If you don't put the hashtag into your tweet, we're not going to see it because we're paying attention to all the tweets 
that have pound Twitter smarter in it. So that's the big thing. So if you use tweetchat.com, if you use it at the top, there's a box. It'll put the hashtag in automatically when you're using it to tweet, and it makes it so much easier. But if you're using twitter.com or Hootsuite or some other method, you just got to be sure to put the hashtag in, and then we'll see your tweet. And then you'll be part of the conversation. Yeah, responsible use of hashtags. That's yes. that's vitally important. Thank you very much, Madeline. This has been a fun conversation, a very insightful conversation, and I look forward to seeing you some more on social media. Thank you, Michael. All right, thanks. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. This week's podcast was produced by Atwan Kwan and Michael O'Connell. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Spreaker. Thanks for listening.